Hey folks, welcome back to another Field and Garden podcast. It is your friend, Lisa Mason Ziegler, and I really thank you for dropping in here with me today because I know you have lots of choices and when you choose us, we appreciate it. And if you're new here, I want to just officially welcome and invite you to join our family. You can learn more about the Gardener's Workshop over at thegardenersworkshop.com, where we are an educational platform, an online garden shop. We have a large library of online courses. If you're a flower farmer or if you're a budding home gardener, we are here to help you. And I just really encourage you to fall in over there. And there's all kinds of fun stuff, y'all. We have a newsletter you can sign up for, um, podcast, blog, lots of video guides. Um, and so before I ramble on too much longer, I'm just really, really happy to have an old friend here with me today. She's not old, we're just old friends. We've been hanging around together for a while. And it is Val Shermer of Three Toads Farm, also the current president of the Association of Specially Cut Flowers. Hi, Val. Hi, Lisa. Thank you so much. I know that this is a really busy time for you because the subject we're talking about, I think we're in high cotton for that right now. Um, so Val, I just, I'm going to just brag on her just a little bit how she and I met. So Back when I was on the board of the um, ASCFG, if you're not familiar with that, that is the Cut Flower Educational Organization. It's where all the people that want to be pros at this and make it your job should be a member of. We're huge supporters. Um, and when I joined the board several years ago, I think you came on the year after I did, I think. Yeah, um, you were already there. And so Val and I sat next to each other at a board table and became such good friends. And um, she stepped up to the president's seat and just appreciate all of her heart. She's a very business, business savvy gal. And um, it is showing in her leading this organization. And we just really appreciate it. So Val, what is happening? Tell people, introduce yourself and tell us where you are and kind of a little bit about you if people haven't met you before. Okie doke. Um, I'm Val Shermer, like Lisa said, and I have a specially cut flower farm called Three Toads Farm, and we are in zone 6B just outside of Lexington, Kentucky. And so just like our bourbon here that's described as small batch, that's how I describe our farm also, because it is a small batch flower farm. <laughs> we, we don't do lots and lots. We don't do 10 acres of cut flowers. Um, we do, we know we really specialize and we started in 1997. So that's some kind of aging myself there. Um, and I got a really good friend to grow oriental lily, lilies with me. And, um, that started us out and we tried to grow the kind of flowers that could stop people in their tracks. And we did that by getting the biggest bulbs commercially available. And then that is what has fallen over to uh, what I love doing, which is forcing bulbs, such as the holiday bulbs we're going to talk about. Yeah. You know, isn't it just so funny um, where we start from and where it leads to, right? Sometimes the road is really rocky, but good gracious, if you don't go down the road, you don't know. I mean, I remember seeing, oh my goodness, in programs and stuff, you've given those amazing oriental lilies you grow. Do y'all still grow those at all? 
Yes, we do. Uh, my flower farming partner has retired, um, and so we're no longer growing them year round uh, in the in the greenhouses like we've done for years. And I am growing them here at a, the home place, which is Three Totes Farm. But I'm really growing them to just uh, you know just have a forest of lilies blooming at kind of different times here at the farm. And then I sell the bulbs when I get them in the spring, but they, um, we're no longer doing the farmer's market because like lots of businesses, you know, we just, we evolve over time. And so that's what we've done. And so before we jump into talking about your holiday bulbs and how this has just grown to be such an amazing part of your business, um, Val, and before we hit the record button, button, Val and I, I was sharing with her that, you know, I was so guilty when I started farming. I started in 1998. And, you know, when you first start out, you have this preconceived idea of what you think you need to do and how it should be done. And I kind of fell right in. I fell right into growing as much as I could on as, you know, as much as I could in the space that I had and just hit the ground running and never looked back and then you know and now as I'm wiser you know I hope I'm wiser or at least have a little bit more experience I look at people like you that has evolved your business in a little different way which we're going to talk about but I also look at people um Jonathan and Megan Lease of Springforth Farm where they're a young family um they didn't want in the summer was not a good sales time for them so guess what they built their model around only selling in spring and then they shut their flower farm and harvesting part of business down and I just want to plant that seed in people that there are so many opportunities and I would just love to hear about kind of what you've developed from your conventional flower farming start and what you're kind of doing now and how that all works and just kind of telling us the inside scoop. Sure. <laughs> well, I'm just like you. When I heard them talking about, you know, how they had um, they were evolving their models so that they could spend time away yeah. uh, during the hot part of the summer season. vacation. Yeah, like <laughs> duh. Uh, that kind of planted a little bit of seed in my mind, but I didn't do anything about it. And then um, last year, I think it was that I or this past year, I realized. I, and I don't grow in greenhouses. I've got a 20 by 20 uh, gl vintage glass greenhouse that I use for different things. But I mean, that's not big. That's not a production house. Yet I'm growing year round because bulbs have become such a big part of our business. And so like right now, when I still have lots of, you know, values are really coming on and all of the, the field grown crops are doing so well. My mind is switched already to uh, the holiday bulbs, the amaryllis and the paper whites. And then I also force all these spring bulbs. So it was, it's just kind of a nonstop um, situation. And so this year, my husband and I have been really thinking about, uh, especially at the ASCFG conference that was held in August up right outside of Boston, first in-person conference in the last two and a half years. Which wow. It was so great to see everybody. But what was in my mind going to that is to try to decide what to do less of and then what to do more of. And when I when I heard Grace Lamb of uh, Five Forks Farm talking about, you know, uh, 
you know, building to your strength, you know, what are your core competencies? And it's bulbs. I mean, that's what we were known for with the lilies. And that's what where 70% of our business is, which is crazy, is in the um, amaryllis and paper white bulbs. And all that takes place over a six-week period. And you know what? You know why that happened, Val? <laughs> Your bulb containers, y'all, you have to like check it out. Her bulb containers aren't just beautiful flowers. The whole presentation is absolutely scrumptious over the top. I mean, this is what you see in the lobbies of big hotels. You do it on all scales, but I mean, that's why this has just taken off with your business. Mm. It's you're, you're too kind. Thank you. But well, it is just true. great to have tabletop bulb gardens, gorgeous bulb gardens indoors during the time of year when everything is either dead or dying and you know, everybody's getting ready for a, a gloomy winter. It's true. So, so what Val um, is talking about is, so tell us what it is that you're doing. Tell us, so not everybody understands or even knows about indoor blooming bulbs and what are they and how does that all work? Yeah. So I'm talking about um, primarily amaryllis bulbs, which are the great big bulbs that come from really all over the world, but they produce stupendous blooms during the gloom of winter. They are very easy to force. Um, if you, uh, you know, once you give it a try and then kind of do some research, maybe take my workshop yeah, we'll uh, where I show everybody yeah. Yeah. how to do that. And then, and they don't have fragrance. They have very, very light, if any fragrance. And then also the paper whites, which people, so many people love them. Some people can't stand the fragrance, which is why I, I, I force the ones that have really light fragrance. Yes. Um, so that's what we're, we're talking about are primarily amaryllis and paper whites. And so you're saying that your business has evolved to about 70% of doing that. So can you believe what does that it? look like? I mean, when do you, so like, when do you <laughs> order? I mean, just kind of tell us how that, because I can assure you if it's, that means your sales period is like in a six week kind of period, right? Yes. Um, but the work, just like flower farm and people think farmers are off all winter. It's like, oh my gosh, not at all. <laughs> not at um, all. Yeah, to um, the secret behind doing gorgeous bulbs is to have great big bulbs. Amen. And so people can buy amaryllis bulbs at um, the poor pitiful things that are at big box stores and they, they see them there and those bulbs are tiny. The bulbs that I search the world over for and, and show other people how to do it are great big bulbs that are um, really, they're the size of only 2% of all the amaryllis in the world are this size bulbs. And, and when I found that out, that the ones that I'm getting are, you know, that rare, that maybe one of even more because <laughs> that just makes it that much more special. It's but, true. Uh, yep. The bigger the bulb, the bigger the show. And so talk about that just a little bit more. That means more stems, bigger flowers, right? Better chance of bringing it back for the next year. Yep. Yep. Uh, and a big bulb is actually several years old because it takes several years for the growers to um, have them and to develop them so that they are a great big bulb. And so a big bulb is going to have more stems in it. 
is gonna have bigger flowers. And so instead of buying something that just has maybe one stem, maybe two stems, um, these will have you know three or four stems and they are loaded with six, enormous blooms, enormous <laughs> colorful blooms that last weeks. Yeah. And so they also make great cut flowers, right? I mean, we yeah. used to cut, especially if I, I had some that would get a little taller than I wanted them to be. Yep. Yeah. That's yep. a uh, problem. It is. It is. And so people will reach out to me and they'll be so sad because their amaryllis grew, 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 and it got to three feet tall and it fell over. And I told them, don't be sad because you can cut that stem off right above the bulb and then cut it shorter to put it in a shorter vase, but it lasts just as long, if not longer, as a cut flower. That is so true. You know, and I don't know, because you know, I'm sure, because, you know, a lot of our listeners are flower farmers. <laughs> I'm not sure that thinking of growing amaryllis as a cut flower crop is easy and profitable. I would call that a high risk, would you not? I mean, just because the bulbs cost so darn much and you have yep. to take yep. care of them and keep them wintered over and all that stuff, right? Absolutely. Um, I've had people request uh, cut flowers and I considered that once, um, but then I decided I'm not gonna do that because if, um, if say my bulb's gonna produce four stems to flowers, it's wonderful if it does it over a couple week period so that if you have it in a container on your tabletop, you know, you're going to have flowers over a long period of time. But if I wanted to sell those as cut flowers, then the first one would, would start growing. I'd have to cut it off. And then once you do that, you can't sell that as um, an amaryllis to use in a tabletop bulb garden. Right, right. So you'd have to really program them. And I actually just saw a conversation on Facebook about it today. People interested in that because amaryllis's cut flowers are, are really expensive. But There's like you said, <laughs> yeah, the bulbs are expensive. And so um, I, I would much rather get money for, um, I sell them either as a bulb by themselves, just as a bulb that somebody can start and I give them all the instructions. I sell them already growing in a, in a uh, green plastic grower's pot because then people can transplant them into a wonderful container. I sell them as dormant bulbs and forcing kits. And then we also sell a lot, a lot of tabletop bulb gardens where I take those amaryllis that are already growing, transplant them into great containers Beautiful. beautiful moss on them. Yeah, yeah. And off they go. People adore them. You know, I only dabbled in that once many years ago and I was actually at a bazaar and I only had like seven or eight amaryllis on the verge. You know, they were sending up shoots and it was just fascinating to me when you put moss on them and put them in a pretty container, they were gone in the first 30 minutes of the bazaar. I mean, I could have sold hundreds of them, literally. Yeah, yeah. So tell us a little bit about, so I wanna, first off, let's let's just put it in here and we'll talk about it at the end. So Val um, is also the instructor of an online course called Forcing Glorious Blooms for the Holidays and Beyond, where she shows you how to do all these things that we're talking about. And I mean, it, 
it is so fascinating to me. I've grown amaryllis for a lot of years. I learned so many tips from you, but you had something that I don't possess. And that is that touch of making the whole picture pretty, not just selling a stem with a pretty flower on it. And that's really, really a big part of this. And um, so I will say if I, there'll be a link below this in the show link um, notes to go to her course. Um, it's $49.95. It's, um, you know, you keep it once. It's like opening a book, y'all. It's yours always. As long as you have internet, you can access it. And while it is designed or taught to the home gardener, it is very easy converted to the grower. I mean, you can take, just like my book, Cool Flowers, it was for the home gardener, but you just apply it to a flower farmer situation and the basics are all the same. So we'll put that down there. Um, and Val, so tell me a little bit more about this behind the scenes. When do you actually order your bulbs? I'm gonna let everybody know that the earlier you order them, the better. Um, and I, this year I was, I was very buttoned up and I ordered, um, all of my bulbs in March. Wow. Yeah. And so that was, you know, cause here you are just kind of recovering from the holidays. You're getting everything planted for all your spring stuff, your summer crops, and you've got a lot going on. And that's when I needed to put together my amaryllis order, um, and, uh, but by doing it that early, I was also able to get free shipping. So, so that's a big, everything, right? That is a great benefit. And that was one thing I could cross off my list. But um, that was one of the things I wanted to mention is just about, you know, organization. And if you're a commercial flower farmer, you already know that, that order things early, order, yeah, basic order the year order at the same time as you're finishing up your crop right when it's blooming you should be buying the next round right yeah yeah for home gardeners they don't have that you know they don't have to have that kind of emphasis because um the all the resources that i list are the sources in you know where they can get great bulbs um they you know they're of course not sold out yet although they they will be so it's uh it's always good to get your orders in as soon as you can sure but, um you can also get things sometimes on sale and i know that you provide resources in the course a commercial list as well as the home gardener um yeah. and yeah when you're when you know when you're in a commercial situation you've got to order way way in advance because this happens every year you know we'll highlight your course people like, oh my gosh, where am I going to get the amaryllis? I know that they still have amaryllis. I just happened to have got a list yesterday from one of the commercial um, suppliers that's on your list saying that they had some list and what they had. But what I find to be in the short order at this time of the year are big bulbs because I'm like Val. I mean, we were always believers. That's kind of what set me apart was I was getting those 38, 40 centimeter bulbs, um, which are bigger than what you'll find anywhere else. Um, but those are gone first. So you may have to like make some concessions if you're purchasing late and of <laughs> course not have the variety selection. So tell us a little bit. So you order in February and so these containers that you actually create to sell, where are you selling them? Um, I sell virtually everything locally. Um, and I, uh, I do have a Squarespace, um, I do have a shop and last, which I just set up last year, finally. 
um, and people can order uh, dormant bulb gardens and then I ship them to them. There's two things that I'll actually ship, but everything else is sold here in Lexington, Kentucky um, through uh, a couple of wonderful uh, uh, retail shops. And one of them who does a great job is a vintage and modern um, shop, like an antique shop, but they have a really high turnover of all their items. They have exceptional things. And I don't mean real expensive. I just mean it's good all gamuts. It's really good stuff. It's really fun. And um, so people can order for me and they can order to pick up there or else I uh, deliver the bulbs to the shop. And then I always post on social media when I do that. And then they are gone. I mean, there are people waiting as we pull up the car. You know, Val, and so I want to go back for just a minute. So, because you just hipped right over it. So she <laughs> does have an online store because of the reason that this is important to me, this is how I learned about what she does. I ordered, excuse me, three years ago or four years ago, I ordered one of your dormant bulb gardens in a birch planter with three yep. of those jumbo bulbs in it for my mother-in-law who is like the houseplant queen she just loves fiddling <laughs> and messing and fussing and I just knew that that was going to be a really fun thing for her to do and I should get another one of those for her yes um, I remember that and that was when I was just testing it oh that's so good that's she so good she still has it and I will tell you that she overwaters it. I mean, because she can't see. She has so she has trouble with her vision, so she can't really see. And it's an enclosed container. Um, but anyway, what I want to say is, we will also put in the show notes how you can connect with with Val if you want to order a dish um, garden. And so those beautiful birch planters that come in a flat rate shipping box beautifully wrapped I mean it was an experience just opening the box up I was there when she got it um it has all the instructions and what an amazing thing for a farmer to make a stack of those in boxes and take them to the farmer's market like that I mean so part of what I found challenging with the what I was doing so many years ago is I would get them growing like you do a lot of and then it's transporting them I mean, you have to have the right setup to do it. But I think your, when she says dormant kits, that means that the vegetation hasn't started growing yet. And it's going to bloom like after Christmas during the darkest days of winter, right? Right, right. Um, people ask me if I will ship the ones that are already growing. And it's no, I won't because I don't want anything but perfection when people get them. I, I don't want things getting broken and they're, they're not going to survive the shipping. But the uh, dormant bulbs are, I pot them up in perfectly and in, in totally dry potting mix with it. Um, and so they are ready to start growing once somebody uh, opens them up, reads the instructions, gives them some warm water and sets them someplace warm. And then they'll start, they'll start growing. And those will typically bloom, just like Lisa said, uh, after the holidays, which is you give it to them early on, give it to them in November or December, and then they get to unpackage it and it quietly starts growing. And yeah. so that once all the hoopla and craziness with the holidays is over, 
they're going to start seeing something beautiful. Surprise. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit more about so far as your business goes. So you've kind of evolved where I think I heard the number somewhere that like 70% of your business is now kind of done in this six week window at this time of the year when you're moving these bulbs out. Is that right? Or am I dreaming that? No, it's, it's, um, last year I I figured it uh, out because over the last couple of years, um, I, I was looking at our, our total sales and then, you know, they would double from one year to the next year. Then they were up like 80%, 90%. And so then when I looked at the sales from November to December, that was actually like 65 and 70% of our total year's business. And so even though I do, you know, I grow, we have peonies, we have dahlias. I also do spring bulbs the holiday bulbs have become just a huge part of the business. People crave them. Are you moving away from other, like, are you going to be a summer vacationer? (laughs) I, you know, we're, we're, we're talking very seriously about that. And I, um, I love dahlias. I love lisianthus. You know, I love these things. Um, and uh, so I'll probably still have the dahlias, but I believe we're going to move away from all of the summer annuals um, that we that we grow outside. Like you grow all of yours outside. I don't grow anything yeah. in, a, in a greenhouse. Everything is outside. And um, even though the dahlias do take a lot of work, I'm not going to try to get them early. I'm going to try to have them maybe August and September. I can't let them go yet, but yes, we are going to cut back on what we do. And, you know, it's so funny when I talked to Jonathan um, last year or whenever last time I talked to him, he said that one of the challenges for them was giving up Lysianthus and Dahlias. Oh, I mean, did it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, because you just love them and sunflowers, they don't really grow sunflowers anymore either. And so, you know, there's always a price to pay. When you do something, right? There's always a price to pay. But I think, um, you know, I'm just thinking that what a great thought you're thinking about. Yeah, it's kind of, and it goes back to thinking, you know, what is your core competency? Um, Yes, we all love growing. I love cosmos. I love sunflowers. I love scabiosa. I love, um, you know, all of that. But our competency, our, our, our claim to fame has really become bulbs. And so it's kind of like, well, don't fight it, grow it. Exactly. <laughs> you do such a beautiful job. Um, so friends, once again, so tell us a little bit about your course um, that is only, it's called Forcing Glorious Blooms for the Holidays and Beyond. And I'll say again, that it is made for the home gardener However, very easy applied to the commercial grower, plus Val gives commercial resources with the course so you can yep. find suppliers. Um, so tell us a little bit about yep. that. Yeah, I was, and I've got to say, Lisa, when you first started talking with me about doing this course, I was just over the top. I was just so excited. And then I was thinking, how am I going to do this? Because it can't be PowerPoint slides. I wanted to show people what I do. And so- figuring out how to set up like, my camera and do all that so that I could just record throughout the process of me actually growing. Um, I wanted to show people, you know, hands-on basically how I do it. 
And so I, I walk everybody through um, how to select the right bulbs, which is the first secret to creating a gorgeous display, how to pot them up, how to grow them on, how to choose the perfect container, and also how to create unique gifts. Because being yes. able to create something and give it to somebody when their eyes just light up is, um, is a joy. And then also how to save your amaryllis uh, bulbs to rebloom, you know, for years to come. But also I have two projects on there are special, I forget what we call them, but some special sessions, bonus sessions, bonus, um, yeah. was showing people how to make a forcing kit which is very easy to do. I show them how we make it, how they can do it, makes a great gift. And then also I show them how to make that dormant bulb garden that we were talking about, like the one that you got shipped yeah. so that they can do that themselves and ship it to customers or family members. Mom or whoever. Yeah, yeah. mom. Yeah. Yep. yep. I just think I agree with you completely. This is an untapped um market. I mean, think about the holiday markets. We use uh, back in the days when Suzanne and I were still traveling around doing um, shopping shows for our gardening goods, not selling cut flowers. We would do that in November and December, you know, shows that were primarily for holiday shopping, big shows. I'm telling you, you could have those dormant kits stacked to the ceiling and they'd all be gone. Yep. And I see people who have taken the class and who reach out to me because they have a question and I love talking with people that have taken the class and they are both commercial growers and home gardeners, but it's so fun to see the commercial growers have success on kind of a shoulder season where yes. they're done with all the summer and they're not into, you know, the next year yet, that this is a time of year that you can, you can really make some significant money, um, and I would recommend anybody who's thinking about it and not too sure to take the class, try it out on a small scale, because that way you can, you can experience it yourself. You don't have to go off and sell a whole bunch or try to sell a whole bunch the first year. Just try it out. You can also take pictures then so that you'll have photos to use the following year. Yes, I mean, that's a great idea. Yeah, it's great just to test it out. And if you're a home gardener or if you know somebody that's a home gardener, it makes a great gift for them to give the class to somebody and then also give, give them, them a, a couple. Amber, yeah, give them the ball. Yeah, that's a great that idea. Would, uh, yeah. Ooh, what if they, I just thought about this. What if they gave them the class plus got them a dormant bulb garden? Ooh. I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, well, and you know, because you know what I think is the most unknown. I am so... My, I, my mind is so small sometimes that I think, oh, everybody knows about, you know, like this, again, we'll talk about cool flowers. It's like, oh my gosh, we, I have been talking about cool flowers for 10, 12 years. The book's been out for eight years or whatever. I have been screaming it from the rooftops and every day of our life, we're bombarded with people that are like, you mean you plant in the fall, you know, that don't know about it. Well, it's 10 times worse with these amazingly simple and easy to grow indoor blooming bulbs. When I tell people the bulb, the, the bulb already has the flower in there. You just have to get it out. It's coming out with or without you. Yeah. And you can make it more beautiful, right? And easier. But I'll tell you the one thing that I thought was just so genius in your course 
was how you jumpstart the bulbs and get them rooting. So then you can have a bunch that are rooted and started and then you build your containers from that. It's like, uh, who never told me that? <laughs> I so like, yeah, I like to, tra I transplant bulbs. I like to grow them. Um, and I started doing that with spring bulbs because I grow those in deep six packs, all of my spring bulbs for tabletop bulb gardens, which I would like to try to make that into a course if I could just get organized to tape it. Um, but I like to uh, have them already growing because they are so easy to pluck out of the six packs. And that's how I force paper whites in these deep six packs. And I sell the six packs because other people, once they see how easy it is, they want to use them, but you pluck them out and you can put them in anything, any size container. You could take a, say you've got, uh, you know, some of the, I am in Kentucky. So, you know, the mint julep glasses, those pretty little silver glasses, you yeah. put one of the paper whites already ready to bloom in there, put a little, little handful of moss around it. And then you put about five of those down your table or set it on your bar. Ta-da. Instant, instant gratification. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, and yeah. the same thing with amaryllis. I start all of the um, Southern Hemisphere amaryllis in in pots in the basement. I have a lot. I, I get a lot of amaryllis, but I have them on Costco racks um, with lights over them, and they start growing very quickly. And then I move them to a table where it's a little bit cooler. And then once I get big fat buds on them, then I can hold them in the cooler and. Uh, take out three of those, five of those, pot them up into any kind of a container and have it ready to roll. Yeah. And so I was just going to say, so first off, how much help do you have? To, so just tell us how many amaryllis <laughs> did you order total? We don't need to know details, but how many? 1,200. 1,200. Wow. So that's a lot. That's a it lot. Is that's a lot. A lot. I, I looked back like in 2018, I ordered 200. And then I started growing from there. And I remember the year I got 450. I thought, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Well, uh, you're going to sell them. That's yeah. what you're going to do. So, yeah. so you have 1200 that you sell yep. in all these various ways, plus paperwork yes. out the gazingos. So yes. do you have help? You have employees or have you paced this? So it's you and Daryl slinging bulbs. Does Daryl help? <laughs> He does help. He's, he is great. In fact, I was just out painting forcing kits before I got on the call with you and what, cause we paint all those clay pots because I like them to be, I don't want it to be that clay pot color. I want it to be something gorgeous and he's scraping off the tags and stuff on them. So, so we work together on a lot of that. He sets up everything in the basement for me. He does all of the organization, all the heavy lifting and then I have um, three people who will be helping me because once everything hits. Um, it happens fast, doesn't it? It happens really fast. So that if I'm delivering a whole bunch of these um, bulb, like the, the bulb gardens are already growing in that white birch bowl, which is yeah. just so pretty. You know, it's, I'm pretty quick in doing this, but it, it, it takes time. And so um, I need somebody else packaging up the ones that we're going to take to the post office and ship that day. Um, I've got to keep track of inventory because if everybody wants a double white flower, I got to make sure I have enough for them. You know how that goes. <laughs> um, but it's been really fun being able to work with some great retailers. 
last year, and I only do a handful. I mean, there's going to be three of them this year. Um, and last year I had somebody call me up that has a great boutique. She and her sister and her mother have a, a boutique. Who would think? And it's, they do really fun stuff. Their marketing's great. They're really good. They had taken one of our uh, spring bulb garden workshops. And she said, would you, can we buy some of your spring bulb gardens and sell them at the store? And I said, that would be great. I said, I don't sell on consignment though. You know, you're going to buy them. She right. said, okay, we can do this. They sold $2,000 worth in a day and a half and then ordered more, which is, they have a great clientele. They do great on marketing. And so this year they're jumping on the Amaryllis and Pickwhite bandwagon too. And, you know, I want to just say, just based on my experiences selling, you know, I sold primarily to florists all these years, my cut flowers. I don't know that florists are the customer for this um, because they think they have access to inexpensive ball. They don't understand, the, just like they don't understand about local flowers in the beginning. Um, I think the types of customers that you're talking about are definitely specialty shops, consignment shops, um, definitely the right, that's the right customer ultimately. Um, and so that's just, that's so many great ideas, Val. Yep, yep. There's one, the third one that I've sold at the most is um, a, uh, a, a store that is run by a family who is headed up by a great garden designer who has a huge following, everybody from New York to Kentucky and beyond adore him. And he's been a good friend of ours. And so they have a holiday open house the Friday, Saturday before Thanksgiving. And so for the past five years, six years, maybe, he and I do demonstrations there three times a day on two days. And um, I take down all my bulbs, all this stuff and show people how to um, be able to do this themselves. Yeah. But once they see how easy it is to do, they become they become great customers. I mean, it isn't that always the case? Um, mm -hmm. And I have seen your images on social media about that. Oh, thanks. So, That's all right, Val. So I'm going to put the link in the show notes where people can. So what is the window of this for people to have an idea? What is the window of ordering those kits that you actually can ship like when do you start shipping them and when are you usually out of them just as a, a eyeball I'm going to open up the shop I mean it's it's out there now people can see what, what I had last year but I I haven't put in the inventory because I want to have the bulbs here in my hand I don't want to have any kind of supply chain issues right. I want to have them and um uh I'll start at November 1st Oh, is when okay. I when I plan to open it. Um, and so that's when I'll have all the varieties. People can see the varieties. They can they can go ahead and order it. And then I can get it in the hands of their loved ones. Um, lickety split. And we have not had any problems with shipping them all over the country in November and December. Yeah. Because they're dormant, they can take the cold too. Right. Yeah. And I mean, you use the post office, right? That's who we use for shipping. Yep, that's who I use. Yep. I mean, we ship a lot of packages and our percentage of snafus are slim. I mean, are just very, very slim and they do a great job. 
So I'm going to put in the show notes how people can connect with you to see. I mean, you have to go to her social media and scroll back and look at her gorgeous containers. Um, And you need to check out her course. It's over at thegardenersworkshop.com. Just go to the the online courses and she's right there. Um, I will tell you that we have had nothing but rave reviews. And if you took (laughs) Val's course, she would appreciate you dropped a review on there because it just helps other people know it's worth it right Um, that's what we all look at first right is the reviews it's the first thing I go to yep we'll put all of those under and you know the other thing Val is I just really appreciate you and all the busyness of your life being willing to serve on the ASCFG and um, that's like running a whole nother business but it's even worse because you got a bunch of partners you know, you don't get to make all the decisions yourself and that just makes it more involved. And um, we just appreciate that. Um, and just hearing more about your business and how you're growing it. And I can't wait to see what you and Daryl are doing next year. If you're just, grow- <laughs> and maybe you'll just be growing a few dahlias and those peonies. What else did you, oh, the Lysianthus. Um, yeah. Oof. So I know it's hard to give them up. It's really, really hard. And I, I love them, but, but yep. Yep. I can always, I can always go back to growing them again. That's, isn't that the great thing about being mm-hmm. business owner? I mean, there's a lot of snafus, but you are in the driver's seat. So that's right. That's, that's right. You're in awesome. charge. <laughs> yeah, whether you want to be or not. Right. Yep. Yep. All right. Val, is there anything else you want to add before we sign off here? Oh, I wanted to say one thing. Last year, it was the amaryllis bulb crop was, um, it, it, was, it was really hard. There were a lot of growers who were wanting to get a lot of amaryllis and they couldn't get as many. And then this year, I was just talking with the supplier this week um, about my paper white order. And he said, it's, it's, it looks great. That he said the amaryllis are better. So if somebody's kind of on the fence about doing this or trying this, it's a, I think it's going to be a really good year. Yeah. And it's all about the growth. I mean, it's just like, if you're a flower farmer, it's just like how you have a crop failure. It happens. I know that for several years we had trouble getting those low fragrance paper whites and it was all about drought and problems. I mean, it's like, it's out of everybody's hands, just like it's out of your hands when a hurricane takes your crop out, you know? So (laughs) I'm glad to hear that this is going to be a really good year for Amarellis. It's time for that. It's time. It's time. It's really time. So Val, thank you so much for taking the time to join me. And thank you for being a part of our educational lineup, because I just love bringing my flower farming peers in to share these insider secrets with everybody, home gardeners and flower budding flower farmers, and even people just trying to expand their business. I love being part of your family. Thank you. Thank you so much. So friends, remember you can head over to thegardenersworkshop.com to learn more about any and everything that we've talked about today. And you can connect with Val um, on Instagram and on Facebook. What is it? Three toads or is it Val Shermer? It's both actually it's three toads farm. And it's also Val Shermer. Okay. So it's, um, you know, my own personal one is packed with all kinds of stuff too. (laughs) Yeah. So that's a lot of fun. All right, friends, until we meet again, ciao.